deduction is a term I've heard applied quite often to my investigative method. I've never been fond of the word, not in the general sense, mind you. Certainly there are brilliant mathematicians and engineers in the universities that apply reasoning both deductive and inductive to uncover astounding discoveries, the fruits of which surround us completely in our modern age. I rankle at the word deduction when applied to my trade, however, because I don't believe I've ever been called upon to truly produce work that rises to the level of brilliance it implies. Indeed, it is exceedingly rare that I find myself faced with a task that requires even the light exercise of my intellect. My work is almost always accomplished through nothing more than basic observation. I look, I listen, I feel. Sometimes I smell. And on rare occasion, I even taste. In nearly every case I've taken on, the answers have been right there. Out in the open, screaming themselves hoarse in an effort to be heard. And yet, I am regarded as a genius for pointing these answers out. It seems to me that such adulations are an attempt to obfuscate the truth that I am no genius at all, but most others are merely dullards. Worse yet, many are dullards by choice, so absorbed by their preconceived biases and baseless assumptions that they refuse to see the truth even as it stares them in the face. They talk of mysteries, when oftentimes the only mystery to be found is the question of why they insist that the lights have gone out when they've merely shut their eyelids. I find that nothing exhausts my patience more quickly than such a person. It is for this reason that I admit to feeling a degree of wariness when, in the year 1979, I found myself trekking a lead across the Atlantic to the United States. Americans have a reputation for the precise bullheaded ignorance that I find so dreadful, and I've certainly met a few in my time that corroborate this view. Still, as my airplane descended over the rolling hills of Kentucky, I attempted to maintain an optimistic outlook. People are not quite so distinct as we sometimes tell ourselves, and a man is bound to find kindred spirits wherever he travels, so long as he looks for them. I was certain this was as true at my destination of the township of Lelatery as it was back home in London. The sky is a swirl of pink and gold as the sun eases down over the horizon, the shadows stretching further and further across the nearly empty parking lot of Newcastle County High School. The school is technically within the Lelatery City limits, but this area is largely still undeveloped. There's an auto shop across the street and a few small houses just past that, but otherwise there's nothing but green, empty fields in every direction. If you head a few miles east, you'll find yourself in Lelatery proper. Uh, about 10 miles to the north is the neighboring town of Ferrimond. To the west is more open fields, horse farms, uh, mostly owned by the people that live in Ferrimond. And to the south, about a mile past the auto shop, you'll find the highway, Interstate 71, which connects Louisville to Cleveland, running through Columbus and Cincinnati on the way. A red panel van has been driving down this highway for the past hour. On its side is a large painting of a pair of cherries, with the words Wild Cherry freehanded stylishly over top of them. The van glides down the exit ramp, stops briefly at the light next to the auto shop, and pulls into the high school's parking lot, right into the reserved space by the front door. The principal won't mind, school doesn't actually start until tomorrow. Uh, who's in this van? 
Well, I, I mean, I probably am. It's my van, and you know, I'm. That's not true. I think you're probably it. driving it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's kind. Of, it's kind of my. It's it's my role in our uh, in our little group here. Yeah, and, and who are you for people that skip character creation? Uh, names. You can call me Bob. Bob McGovern. Uh, Bob is short for Bob. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm the driver. Bob is short for Bob. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, who else we got? Who else we got? Hi, I'm Haley. I'm sitting shotgun because I'm the one with the map. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Casey. I'm in the back looking outside the window. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hi, Casey. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> We got anyone else in this thing? Oh, yeah, you also have uh, Maurice Bailey. Uh, they are... Let's say there's a... I want to say there's a parchment hung up in this van <laughs> with, like, uh, like a map, like a map that was photocopied from a bunch of papers from the, like, city library or whatever. Uh, we have a corkboard. Yeah, yeah, mean. a corkboard yeah. in the map. And it's, like, constantly a mess and jattling and, like, thumbtacks and stuff are coming up. So I think... Um, we went over a bump, and right now Ma- Maurice Bailey is cleaning up the thumbtacks on his corkboard that fell off. Great. Uh, and of course, there is a fifth passenger in this van. We've got Dog the Turtle. Uh, is he just hanging out in his uh, little terrarium? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good when it comes to like road trips. He's, he's a v- very well-behaved. He's my precious little man. He's very yeah. calm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think Dog the Turtle is the only reason I wake up in the mornings. <laughs> Do you ever think it's weird for Dog that you go, like, normally, if you had an encounter Dog, they would never go this fast in their entire life? Do you ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, you've all been on a very long road trip together. You are the uh, founding members of NCHS's Mystery Solvers Club. Uh, which you started in freshman year to explore paranormal phenomena and investigate suspicious activity. Uh, technically, the club is, like, with the English department. Uh, you, Your teacher kind of helped you sell this to the school as, like, ah, uh, you're getting hands-on experience and researching, like, mystery and science fiction and horror literature. Uh, but really, that's not really what you're here to do. That's just kind of, you got to fill out some paperwork if you want to, an official school club, and that's how you got around that. Um, and this summer, uh, since you haven't found much in the way of paranormal phenomena in uh, Lelatery, you all convinced your families to let you take a two-month road trip around the tri-state area, just seeing what you can find out there. You have uh, solved a lot of mysteries in that time, but not had so much luck with the, the paranormal side of things. It was all just so mundane. It's mostly just dudes, sometimes dudes with masks, a lady once or twice. Hey, we got to we got to drive around and see the countryside, right? We 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 drove through all these forests and some beautiful hills and and dog got to see so many more places than he normally would. Bob, have I told you I fucking hate you? Ah, (laughs) Oh, oh, you're funny. (laughs) God. Uh, Yeah, 
I'm going to assume that because this van has been occupied by four teenagers for two months, and I'm sure you have occasionally gotten some hotel rooms or at least used some truck stop showers, but I'm nevertheless going to assume this van smells like dog shit. Hey, 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 hey. Also literally dog shit on account of the turtle named Dog. <laughs> who does have biological needs. Don't we all? I, yeah. I, I don't doing... think you can walk a turtle like you walk, well... You can't walk a duck. Mm. <laughs> they poop when they poop. Yeah. I've been doing my best to keep the terrarium clean, but it's a little difficult to do when... Well, all you have is the van. Well, you know. Hey, you got windows. <laughs> Listen, you can walk a turtle. You just gotta be really patient. <laughs> yeah, I feel that the... 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 the um agreement uh, Maurice has come to is like we just need to at least have not have sharp things on the layer of like junk food and bags that we can't see the floor of the van on there just needs uh -huh. to not be like tacks and stuff in there <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good good call and that explains your your rush to pick up these tacks <laughs> uh, but yeah you are all on your way home after being away for quite some time but uh, first you've stopped off at school you are heading inside. Like I said, school starts tomorrow. Um, it is, you know, there might be a couple employees around, janitor or something, maybe some teachers getting prepped, but it's pretty quiet in here as you make your way to the classroom that you use as your club room, because each of you uh, over the summer uh, has uh, picked up a newspaper story about your exploits that highlights you specifically. And you've got them framed and you want to hang them up in here. You know, they're they're trophies of your fucking exploits. Uh, sorry, your teens in the 70s. Fucking is, is pretty harsh language, but you've already <laughs> used it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. All right, well, you know, Casey, I'm, ju I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get a Yeah, you're trying here. to what? Narrator, uh, omniscient voice. The fuck you okay. want with my life? To to. D describe it to the people at home. Hey, hey, <laughs> chill. I've I've always wanted to be narrated. Wait, wait, hold on. Of course, of course, you want to be narrated. Hold, hold on, hold on. I just, I just want to be sure before before we move on. All right, listen. I I I try not to judge anybody. I try to be pretty trusting, but I got I got to be sure of this. You're not one of those uh -huh. unreliable narrators, are you? Um, no. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Mm. That's what an unreliable narrator would say. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, uh, is, all people's lives are narrated. Do you get to actually narrate your own? Does anyone get to narrate our own? Hmm? Listen, you're the detectives. If I'm lying, it's incumbent on you to find that out, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> all right, hooked you that way. Uh, but yeah, you head into um, Ms. Green's class. She's the teacher that kind of sponsors your club. And uh, yeah, Haley, why don't you tell me about the uh, the newspaper clipping you've got for yourself here? Sure. I, I actually actually spent a lot of time writing it, making it making it exciting. Uh, so my case is called the Deer from Hell. During one of the towns we stopped at. Drivers, hunters, and teens trying to find a secluded makeout spot had all reported seeing a ferocious deer with crimson antlers and matted, blood-stained fur in the woods at night. Witnesses said it acted as if it was 
possessed. While I was interviewing a woman named Mrs. Talbot about her sighting when she and her husband were driving back from a dinner party, she mentioned that her life had been so stressful lately, what with the plumbing repairs they need to take care of, catching their kids trying to hide a half-used can of paint they stole from the hardware store, and now this hell deer running amok. Following a hunch on something I noticed she said, I asked her what color of paint her kids stole. She told me it was red. Using a map to mark where the deer sightings had been, I narrowed down the search area to a spot where the deer usually roamed. Our gang then split into two teams to search spots where kids would have easy access to the forest for any signs of human activity. After a couple hours of work, Maurice spotted some discarded slingshots, and we soon found remains of balloons and splashes of red paint on trees. Clear signs that the origin of the deer was simply bored teens bullying the wildlife. A nearby ranger station was informed, and they got to work capturing and cleaning the deer. Mrs. Talbot's kids were sentenced to a day of cleaning up litter. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining it's less like a framed newspaper clipping and more a bunch of handwritten journal pages with pieces of newspaper clippings sort of like collaged together with it in just a very big frame. Oh, yeah. I, I write down all our cases, <laughs> give them titles. I mean, if we're going to do this whole mystery solving thing, we need to do it properly. Right. I get you. I get you. Uh, yeah, so you, you hang that up on the wall, and as you're doing that, uh, Casey, what about you? What do you got? Uh, Casey is very nervous and, like, keeps looking at this newspaper. Uh, it's from a case where, I, I think Haley keeps wanting to call it the Midnight Stalker. Uh, there have been reports that some sort of ghost of apparition was stalking women in the small time we went to and would appear at midnight. Uh, and for... A, and Haley was busy like prep prepping the 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 trap, and uh, and Maurice and Bob were like uh, checking stuff. So I had to be the decoy, but it seemed like it only it only went after women. So I I ended up putting on a, a dress and putting my hair in my, my hair in a ponytail, and and we we did it. We we found them. We we, we captured the guy. He was a weirdo in a ghost, like a ghost outfit. Uh, and this newspaper article um, calls calls me a girl. You said she her, and mm. it's it's really weird. Why would they say that? I was obviously wearing a disguise, and um, and that's obviously I'm 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 obviously not a girl. Obviously. Uh, right, but I, you know, I mean, you did put it together really well, Casey. Yeah. Oh. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Mr. Okay. Narrator. Uh, co huh, confidentially, yeah, just between you and me, uh, I, I, I could have been the decoy, but, I, uh, but Casey actually insisted. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, don't, sure. don't, don't tell him I told you. Okay. I won't. <laughs> Bob, Bob, wouldn't, Bob wouldn't have work. He was taking care of dog. That's very important. Right, right. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, there's like no picture or anything. And it says Casey and it says she and young girl. Uh, and it's silly. I should just throw it away. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'll put it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. As you put that one up... Um, Maurice, why don't you tell me about your story? Uh, I guess the case I 
got in the paper for, not to brag, I got in the paper for this case. It's we're pretty big deal, all, all of us here. I don't know. We're yeah, kind of getting Listen, some word out. Even I'm if, even you if brag. you know, we're not. I'm just saying it's a very legitimate club we have here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my case was the the spook in the stacks. It was a case. Uh, well. You know, sometimes me and Haley have, you know, advanced placement courses at the library, right, Haley? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we like to study together to to help us both succeed and excel. Yes. So at the library, there was, like, rumors of that there was an apparition, a smoky apparition would be showing up every now and then. Um, And, you know, the university or the library police were, like, very forthcoming with, like, clubs they were, like, focusing on. Um, But I was like, it's got to be something supernatural. And I really dug into it. it just turns out it was, um, and like, he like looks away, a smoke vent, a pipe, uh, broke, uh, and that's what it was. Turns out it was just a mundane, uh, smoke pipe thing. Um, mm. and yeah, no, it was weird. Re- it was very weird, but like, you gotta, um, yeah, no, no. And he's like, it's obviously still important though. Cause you know, broken down infrastructure can be very dangerous to your health. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true and absolutely what happened. We are very forthright. Always report <laughs> the cases as they happened. He's well, now I'm wondering if uh, if you're the unreliable narrator around here. <laughs> Maurice is sweating. <laughs> uh, Bob, what do you think about your story? Uh, so, alright. Y- yeah, you asked me that, like, to come up with a mystery I solve, but like I don't I don't like it Bob Bob's using like big like air quotes with their fingers right now. I don't like uh-huh. solve mysteries by like finding clues. I'm I'm just kinda here to hang out with my friends, but uh one of these times a case that everybody was on uh turned out to just be like a serial burglar and one time we caught him in the act and the thing is, I'm I'm pretty good. Like I've done a lot of track and field, and I got these uh, these old running shoes that I'm really attached to. And I just chased the guy down. And gotta be honest, I feel I feel a little guilty about it because like I didn't figure anything out. I just like caught a dude, and I got the biggest newspaper clipping of anybody and a medal. So like, you know, <laughs> I, I just I'm just good at running is the thing. Can, can, well, I'm glad you got a medal. Can I suggest yeah, yeah. something? Is the medal hanging from the dashboard? From the it system? is absolutely hanging from the <laughs> rearview mirror. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of We're course. all surprised that Bob could move that fast, honestly. And not just move that. I've seen Bob do, like, track stuff, but, like, he was, like, and, like, Maurice is doing, like... They have a one in in uh in elegance, so it's just awkward like uh, 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 uh. You know, like cool guy moves, you know, like uh, uh, uh. you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, they vaulted over a whole yeah. car. Felt pretty cool doing it. Uh it's it's one of those things where like in the moment you kinda just act without thinking and later on you look back on it, you're like, that was really scary. I could have died. Holy cow. But you know, that, <laughs> that's life sometimes, man. Could've showed water. What? <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Oh boy. <laughs> 
yeah, so I think as you're, uh, you know, straightening these, getting them looking nice on the wall, um, <laughs> I guess hammering nails, you know, hey, easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Uh, and speaking of which, as you I like how we didn't that, use any of the um, tacks that Maurice just had already. Well, they're picture frames. Yeah. Hacks aren't going to hold those up. Yeah, they'll <laughs> fall immediately. They don't have the yeah. strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> I, I underestimated the size of these picture frames until Haley started explaining it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as they you needed all, that, all the details. I, I'm not disputing that. <laughs> uh, your teacher, uh, Ms. Green, whose classroom this is, walks in and goes, oh, 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 hey, what are you guys doing here? I didn't know you were back. Oh, yeah, we, we just got back. We just drove in a few minutes ago, uh, and we're putting some souvenirs up from, from our road trip. Oh, wow, that's that's amazing. Let me let me take a look. And, yeah, she just kind of, like, steps in uh, and starts looking over the um, the framed stories. Like, wow, this is incredible, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, so um, I guess while you're here, I should let you know. I did manage to convince the school to treat, to give you uh, civics credit for uh, this whole thing. Uh, I think this is probably going to really help hammer that home. But yeah, so civics out of the way for you guys. You've got that off your... uh... So you're saying this is like an independent study. This is like... Yeah. Our own kind of scholarly pursuit. Yeah, that is the exact kind of language I use to convince them. Yes. (sighs) Um, yeah, have you guys, uh, uh, you said you just got home, you, have you even been home yet? Oh, oh no, once, uh, once we're done here, I- I'm gonna go back to my house and just, uh, I'm gonna sleep so much. Yeah, no, get out of here, go All right. Everybody pile back in one more time and I'll drop everybody off. <laughs> Thank you so much for helping us out. Oh, of course. Uh, I think she gives you a hug, Haley. Yeah, Haley hugs her back. Yeah, yeah. Casey just walks past the hug towards the band. <laughs> Casey appreciates it too. He's just shy. I know he does. I know he does. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you all pile up in the van, and uh, yeah, Bob, you drive around to drop folks off. Who who is who you drop them off first? Who's getting dropped off first? Uh, whoever lives closest, I guess. Yeah. Just a warning. Like, if you, I guess if you drop Maurice off, his parents are going to be like, you all are getting some food. Y'all been on an adventure. Y'all need to come in and eat. <laughs> no, that's the case. We're definitely going there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You head to uh, Maurice's house. Um, Maurice, do we settle on how many siblings you've got? I know we said you're from a big family. I want to say five. I don't. I don't want to come up with five names for them right now. But no, we don't have to do that right now. But just to to set a scene. Sibling one, sibling two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Uh I don't know. It's too sitcommy. But there has to be at least one set of twins in there. Absolutely, of course. (laughs) Is your dad struggling with like a welcome home banner that they really shouldn't have like? bought uh-huh. because th- this is the one and only time they're gonna have a use for it yeah it's like okay like <laughs> oh i don't know if i i feel like this characterization of maurice of like oh wow did we really need to do all of this oh this seems like a lot sure uh, i mean they and, got like, more, being kids. Very, like, more times when somebody's coming home 
Yeah, they got it because Maurice is going to college, obviously, and when right, Maurice right. comes back, they're, obviously. they're preparing ahead. Yeah, I think as you pull onto your street, Maurice, you just see your dad, like, out in the driveway, like, struggling to get one side of this banner that says, Welcome Home Maurice, hung up over the garage door. Oh, no, jeez. They, <laughs> they always make everything a big how do you do. You guys don't need to go for this. You don't need to, if you feel awkward, you can leave. You don't have to no. do family time. I like your family. They're very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably also have, like, two kids, like, playing in the front yard, just, like, playing tag. Yeah, immediately gets tackled by two kids and is, like, covered and, like, trying to do this by slowly being subsumed into. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think once the the van is spotted, there's an immediate, like, your dad gives up on this banner. It's like, oh, hey, you start shouting inside and, yeah, uh... Your mom comes out and she's like waving to bring the other kids outside. Yeah, you are just swarmed by your family as you get out of the van, Maurice. I I think Casey is just smiling and actually happy because this is very sweet and nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And just very much like, ah, it's great to see him. Glad glad everything went well. I mean, oh, you you guys hungry? Oh, yeah. I can eat. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, let's go in. Let's, let's get some dinner. Come on, come on, everybody. And he's just, your dad just kind of, uh, you know, rallying everybody inside where, yeah, there is just kind of, a, it's a big dinner table, but maybe not big enough for as many chairs as it's got crammed around it, I'm imagining. Yeah, definitely the situation where a bunch of, like, there's, like, four good wooden table chairs and then two maybe okay chairs and then a bunch of, like, folding plastic chairs and, like... Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a, uh... Like a little plastic table that like the two youngest kids are sitting no, at next to it. It's fine. I, I've been I've been sitting in the driver's seat of a van for hours. I can stand. Oh no! What are you doing? Get in here! Come on! Come on! And he's he's clearly offering the nicest chairs to the guests. As uh, yeah, your mom is just kind of grabbing a bunch of just uh, like pots and bowls of food and stuff. Just kind of you know good. I'm trying. I I don't have a full dinner menu ready uh-huh. here, but you know, good food like the kind your family yeah, makes. Yeah. Baked mac and cheese in a casserole <laughs> dish. Mac and cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Very, mac and cheese in a casserole it's, dish. There's some yes. soul food there. We can say that. We can say they're black people. There's probably some soul food sure, there. Sure. Some like slow roasted, you know, some greens and stuff. And it's like, oh, hey. Yeah. 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 And I think, uh, yeah, like your mom is just piling the plates up way too high and handing them to you, like, not giving you the opportunity to take the portion you want, like, no, 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 you've been, like, you have not had a proper meal in two months, get, get, come on. Uh, Casey's just going for it, like, yeah, no, this is delicious, this is home-cooked, well, I don't know, the last time I had a home-cooked meal, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haley puts the napkin on her lap and <laughs> is, uh, is, is, you know, Basically, just uh, still trying to mind her manners. Yeah, I'm gonna say like all. I don't. I don't want to like take up too much of the scene, but we're kind of getting a place where these characters are starting. The I don't want to say the kids are bad, but they are very much like going up to each of you and like bringing their own vibes in. Like one is like, my tooth came out. Do you want to see my tooth? And like giving you a tooth uh, to people and like. <laughs> The twins come over and they're like arguing about something and they try and get one of you to pull aside and like, so Blake says that uh, the sky is blue because we put a bunch of chemicals up there. Is that true? That's lies. They're like trying to pull. Anyway. 
No, it's because yeah, yeah. of light refraction. You see, and then Haley <laughs> tries to start explaining, but then they get bored and move on to someone else. Bob is enthusiastically into whatever it is the kids are talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think your dad is doing a so. Did you catch any ghosts? Uh, unfortunately, we I didn't manage to get any good evidence of ghosts. We tried our best, but everything was just, you know, people or like infrastructure. Well, you know, ghosts are people too, so, or they were yeah. people, so, you know, that's pretty close if you think about it. Uh, yeah, we got, I got a guy dressed as a ghost uh, or something. All right, well, there you, you go. Yeah, Casey was in the, like, Maurice gets excited, Casey was in the paper. Like, legit. <laughs> so are you. Well, my thing was less legit. Well, I did. I, I just, mm. yeah. Maurice gets nervous. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, they got. <laughs> they, yeah, we had. My promise wrong. Well, sorry, sorry, what'd you say? I have nothing. They, the paper said I was a girl. So oh. it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. You probably call them up, get a correction issue. No, no, I think it's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, what, what, which no. paper was this? I'll call no, them up for no, you. No, 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 it's, it's okay. It's okay. It doesn't bother no, me. No, no, no. Dad, no. Dad, you can't just get, get involved. Dad, you can't just get involved in everyone's things. No, no, it's like I my... appreciate it, but no. Hey, do y'all want to see my medal? Yeah. Oh, well, what'd you get a medal for? Oh, yeah, show him the medal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this continues in this fashion for mm -hmm. some time, but probably not as long as it usually would, because you're all very tired and really want to get home. As soon as you can, without seeming rude, you you excuse yourselves and uh, yeah, um, Maurice, you're you're left at home with your family. Uh, who's getting dropped off next? Casey seems like the most eager to go home. So, <laughs> sure. yeah, uh, Casey, Casey had Casey got like uh, uh, uh like a little Tupperware with food for for later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Marie's mom like, was like, no, here. You gotta have a to-go uh, plate. Uh, Everybody knows you gotta have a to-go plate. Yeah, to-go plate. <laughs> and Casey's like, yeah, no, yeah, to-go plate. <laughs> I'll drown myself in this mac and cheese. It's gonna be great. <laughs> mm, I, don't know, I don't know how much I want to put on my family, but I think uh, the mom uh, puts a hand on your shoulder and like, I've been there. Casey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey feels seen for the first time. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've described him. He's like a chubby, like five, 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 six guy. Bear, uh, well, he used to have a very long beard, but he shaved it for the, the case. Be yeah. uh, curly hair, um, like very wild curly hair, wearing like a... a Leather jacket, wearing all black, weird band T-shirt that no one's heard of, uh, and yeah, he, his house is like a really nice house, like right. It's like two or three stories. It has like a couple of big entrances, uh, and like yeah, imagine maybe not necessarily like mansion, but no. like very upper scale. Yes, uh, and. And Casey's gonna try to like go through the back or the side entrance to try to get home without making making as any noise or fuss as possible. See if he can just like squeeze in, go to his room, finish this plate. You know what? 
This sounds to me like the first draw of the game. Give me a challenge oh, yeah. fate plus elegance. <laughs> Hell yeah. My Elias 2. You've got the Wheel of Fortune or the Emperor. You break something or you're, uh, you're at the mercy of the fates. Ooh. Uh, either of these are my things. No, they're both neutral, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess I will take the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, you're at the mercy of the fates. Um... Yeah, no, you're absolutely not getting sneaking in like that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think as soon as the door opens, uh, your mom, like, comes running from wherever she was in the house. and goes, oh, my baby, you're back on. Oh, just, like, graduated. She's, like, giving you uh, just hey, cheek smooches. Hey, hi. Oh, she's, hey, yeah, mama. she's just, like, uh, she's got you in a tight hug. She's kind of mm -hmm. just being very doting. And then she's like, okay. Oh, dear, you, you could use a shower. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, n not 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 a lot of showers in the van. Oh, uh, but I mean, we gave you money for hotels, right? I, I mean, I didn't want to. Like, not everyone had money for hotels. We did a hotel once or twice. We were traveling most of the time. Wait, how? What do you mean once or twice? You you've been sleeping in that van for this whole time? Yeah, yeah, I. It was oh, nice to be to be with my friends. What does Casey stand for? Because I feel like your mom is calling you by your full name here. It's uh, Kevin. Uh -huh. uh, I'm trying to remember the the if I had, yeah Cardenas is the last name. So Kevin okay. Cardenas. Okay, in that case, I think she, uh, Kevin Cardenas. Come on. In the moment she says Kevin, like yeah, Casey's face drops. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We have got um. We just finished up dinner, but we go shower. We've got, you know, we uh, left out uh, I, some food for you. But... We, we stopped at uh, Marisa's place. And, uh, I oh, don't be ridiculous. See, listen, oh, we've... Okay. Go clean up and we'll we'll get you some food. Okay, I'll go take a shower. Is Gloria home? I think Gloria's in her room, yes. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll say hi. <laughs> Uh, you head upstairs where Gloria is in her bedroom, laying on her bed, reading a book. I, I like, knock on the door. I, like, stand in the doorframe and then knock on the open door, I assume. I think, uh, yeah, as soon as you do that, she, like, kind of, her head picks up from the book and she says, Oh, hey, weirdo. Hey, sis. Mom said to say hi. Okay, Hi. She's really giving you nothing. Yeah, yeah. I what, what book is she reading? Uh, she is reading uh, a study in Scarlet, the first Sherlock oh, Holmes book. Uh, I was about to ask a dumb question. Oh, when did that came out? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a hundred plus uh -huh. years ago. So uh, Casey, like, no, so sounds like oh, uh, how's the book? I like that one. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm. It's all like old-fashioned writing. I barely following it. I gotta read it for school. Okay. No, I cannot say there's a really good Wishbone episode on it because that's true. Wishbone hasn't come out yet. I <laughs> think. Damn it. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Casey's like, oh, um, it's. Yeah, no, it's good. Good twist. Uh, I won't. 
Spoiler. Okay, so everything's been good while I've been gone. Yeah, everything's yeah. been great without you moping around. You get less mopey. Yeah. No. Cool. Great. Good talk, sis. Uh, he turns around and starts walking away. I think from behind you, you just hear, Kevin, my son! Flint, full body flinch. Uh, your dad, like, claps his hands on your shoulders and kind of spins you around and pulls you in for, like, a big, like, bear hug, kind of slaps you on the back as he's hugging you. Hola, puppy. Ah, uh, how are you? Oh, you shaved your beard! That's a shame, it looks so good! Uh, yeah, yeah, uh... You know, change some, some, yeah, just cleanliness. Well, you do look like a good, clean-cut young man now, I do have to say. How was mm -hmm. your trip? I'm so sorry I couldn't greet you at the door. I was on a business call. No, that's, that's okay, Papa. Um, yeah, trip, trip was good. Uh, spent time, friends, solve mysteries, uh, good stuff. Good, I'm glad to hear it, glad to hear it. You got all your uh, summer assignments done, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, um, good. How how was business? Business has been terrific. I can tell you all about it at dinner tomorrow, but it is already getting late, and I know you've got your first day of your final year of high school tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, senior. Senior year. The last chance to make some good high school memories. So you get, mm -hmm. go take a shower and then get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go take a shower. Okay, Dad. Um. Yeah. N nice talk. Love you. I love you too, son. Good night, Gloria. Yeah. Good, good night, Dad. Good night, Gloria. <laughs> She's also kind of over <laughs> him, but for different reasons than yeah. you are. <laughs> she she's more just because he's a lot. <laughs> I think after the shower, uh, Casey goes to his room, goes to his closet, moves some boxes uh, out of uh, moves like several big heavy boxes out of a small like wooden container. Container is uh, has a, a lock pad, puts the combination, opens it up. There's a diary in there. He takes it out. And he writes about summer and all the good things. And for this... Uh, right this, I don't know, hour before bed, he gets to be honest with herself and be like, she liked the case where she had to dress like a girl she really liked. And she feels bad about being mean to Bob all the time and she wishes she was a better friend to Bob and uh, Maurice is so cool and handsome and like his family is just great and it's just like why why can't she be like that and in Haley Haley's just so nice and lucky and and most of the it, I think she like crosses out some stuff and then writes it again and for like an hour under in her room 
Not more, not not much more than that because then she's afraid of uh, her parents coming in checking why the lights on. Uh, then he puts the he closes the diary, puts it back in the box, puts the lock back on, and puts the heavy boxes on top of it in the back of the closet, and then tries to go to sleep. Hey there, everyone. It's me, Luke. How you doing? Season 3, we're here, baby! Disco, it's real! Uh, gonna be a slightly longer ad break than usual. I apologize for that, but we got a couple more things to cover than usual. Uh, first and foremost in this ad break, we actually have an ad to read. That's new. Uh, let me ask you a question. What if the world of the dead was only a plane ride away? Quest Friends is an improvised supernatural comedy podcast where five best friends explore everyday life in the afterlife. From trash possum Pokemon to overdramatic noir mysteries to the honestly pitiful skeleton of Grigory Rasputin, listen as these friends play through absurd adventures inspired by cartoons like The Owl House and Danny Phantom or Over the Garden Wall. You can find more information about Quest Friends at questfriendspodcast.com slash Eidolon, or you can start listening right away by searching Quest Friends with an exclamation point at the end on your favorite podcasting app. I've listened to several episodes of this show, and it's a real good time. Like us, Quest Friends is an AP show that uses an RPG system created by the host with a focus on more comedic and episodic storytelling. So again, that's questfriendspodcast.com slash Eidolon, or you can just search Quest Friends with an exclamation point on your podcast platform of choice. And with that out of the way, to order of business number two, is that what you call them? Orders of business? I'm out of the ad read part now, so I am getting less professional by the second. Order of business number two, that's what it's called now, because there's no one here to stop me. Anyway, guys, here's the thing. I'm desperate for validation. There's a website called Graftrion that'll rank every podcast on Patreon, and I really want to be on the top 1,000 of that list. I want it so bad. It's October, and that's all I really want for Christmas. Uh, so here's the thing. I can't do that by myself. I need it from other people. <laughs> Some might say that pursuing external validation is a road to a never-ending treadmill of anxiety and stress and depression and I say yeah sure but I still want it <laughs> so I would really really like us to break into the top 1000 podcasts on Patreon by the end of the year and to do that I am offering folks a little bonus if we can achieve that goal uh, if before midnight on January 1st, 2023, we are in the top 1,000 podcasts, then what I'm going to do is choose four patrons at random. This can be, even if you're just a $1 patron, you'll be in this drawing, and I will contact you to ask you for a media property you like that I can turn into a short one-page RPG that is focused on sort of one-shot campaigns or, you know, short-form stuff. You know, if you're into tabletop stuff, this is not an unfamiliar concept for you. You know, this is your lasers and feelings, your honey heist. Those are the only two I can name off the top of my head. But, you know, it's a common form of RPG. I haven't done one of those before, and it sounds like a fun thing to try. Um, so... I will make a one-page RPG out of whatever 
media property I'm given, or, you know, inspired by whatever media property I'm given. Not sure if it'll be like, listen, if you tell me Gilmore Girls, I'm not sure if we're making the Gilmore Girls RPG, or if we're just making an RPG that evokes the style and mood of Gilmore Girls. That's something we'll figure out in the moment. Um, those will be available to all patrons, because it's a thank you for everybody, um, for one month. That'll go on the $1 tier the first month that it's finished, and then after that, it'll bump up to the $10 tier. Now, hopefully, that is an enticing reward for folks. If you're listening to this show and you give us money, hopefully you think that the uh, game design work we do here is pretty good. Um, Hopefully you think the game design work that I do is pretty good, because Molly won't be involved with this, because this is my own weird... (laughs) egotistical passion project, and uh, it's not fair to give her more work to do as a result of that. So it'll just be something I make, which means there's no one to tell me no. We can get as wild with these fucking things as one page can allow. But assuming that you're not much of an RPG player, maybe you're here more just because you like the characters or the story or you like us, you know, whatever. Uh, In that case, this wouldn't be much of a reward, right? So what we're going to do in addition... Um, is we're going to do a four-episode bonus podcast called Eidolon Gabe, where Gabriel Bede, as played by me, will run an RPG session, a one-shot session with each of these four games for characters from Eidolon Pop and Rock. So it's going to be kind of a story within a story situation. I hope that concept conveys clearly because it's weird and complicated but you know all your favorite fellas from from Eidolon seasons one and two will sit down and play an RPG in which they play other guys don't you want to know what kind of RPG character Bartholomew would make I know I do that guy has got all sorts of crazy ideas um so if that sounds like a good time to you if the games sound like a good time to you then Please help us hit the top 1,000 patrons, uh, or top 1,000 podcasts on Patreon. We need about 85 more subscribers as of this uh, recording, I think 86 actually, which is, like, it's a lot relative to how many subscribers we have right now, which is 221 at the time of this recording. You know, that's nearly a quarter. Uh, It's nearly, what, a 25% boost. But also 85 people. I mean, that's that's not many people at all. You can fit them into a room. The room I'm in right now could fit 85 people. It would be cramped and uncomfortable, and the fire marshal would be mad at me, but I could do it. So, yeah, give us a hand with that. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Rate and review us on platforms like iTunes and Spotify. I know that's a weird, annoying thing, especially the reviews, but... It does help boost our podcast in the algorithm. Um, Even if it's just a short one sentence, hey, good show, like to hear it. Part of it is just seeing that the show gets a lot of reviews. So if you can take a moment out of your day to do that, we'd really appreciate it. Um, Also, in addition to everything I'm going to be doing, Fabi has also said that she's going to launch a Let's Play series of all of the Persona games, starting with, like, Persona 1. Um if we hit this top 1,000 goal. So if that interests you, hey, one more thing to sweeten the pot with. Um, Anyway, with that out of the way, uh, let's get to the normal ad read stuff. Let's tell you 
why you should be subscribing to the Patreon beyond just all that stuff. Because we do offer things right now. For just $1 a month, you get every episode of this podcast a full week in advance. If you're listening to this on the free feed, you could have been listening to it last week. And you could be listening to Ska One right now. Um, For $3 a month, you get a bonus monthly design podcast from me and Molly, where we work through the kinks of Eidolon 2.0. That's... Uh, fun time, honestly. We, honestly, yes, we do design work. We also just bullshit about whatever's on our mind. It's a little more free-flowing and just casual than a lot of other shows we do. Uh, I enjoy it a lot, and I, I think it's fun to listen to. God, I hope it's fun to listen to. Uh, you, But if it's not, great news, because there's a different bonus podcast you get at the $3 tier. Idle on Playlist, where a uh, random assortment of us each month get together to talk about the music that is referenced on the show, uh, usually in the form of Eidolon names. Um, this summer, we've been pairing those off with the miniseries we did, so our most recent episode is on Against Me, the uh, punk band that Eidolon Against is inspired by. Good up. Get to hear uh, Ty and Maxi, uh, you know, just sort of talk shit about uh, intra-leftist fighting. Uh, and also just, you know, good moods, good music. It's a good episode of a good podcast that you should give us $3 to listen to. This is what I'm saying. Uh, if that's not enough, you also get the character sheets for everybody. Uh, you know, you can track everybody's uh, progress as we go through Ska and Disco. You also get my GM notes from every episode, so you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, see what I was cooking up. A lot of times we don't get around to the shit I wrote down, so you can sometimes get a little sneak peek of the future or, you know, just a lot of different ways of seeing how the episode could have shaken out. Um, For $5 a month, you get everything I've already talked about. You also get the current draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, uh, which is currently in its, you know, 2.0 iterations. We're we're working on the 2E gamebook gonna be a while before that is finalized but it is playable right now we're playing it on the show and if you think it sounds like we're having fun well it just takes five dollars to join in on that you also for the next nine days as of this release uh can get the complete published version of the first edition of Eidolon Become Your Best Self the Powered by the Apocalypse version if you're more comfortable playing with dice and what have you Uh, That is there. It looks really snazzy. Very happy with how it came out. But it's only going to be available on the Patreon until October 19th, at which point we're going to be moving it off to sell it on sites like Itch.io, maybe DriveThruRPG. I've heard they take like a big cut or something. I don't know. I need to look into this. Ooh, I need to look into this. (laughs) That's not something for the ad break, though. Um, But even once that's gone, the... Most recent draft of the first edition of the game will be on the Patreon in perpetuity, and in terms of content, that is identical to the published version. It just doesn't look as nice. So, you know, you're kind of getting two RPGs in one. For $10, our highest tier, you get what we're calling kind of the grab bag. There's just a whole bunch of different bonus content. Usually, it is in the form of another bonus podcast, uh, which... Right now is Yuji Got Fingered, a bi-monthly, more or less, uh, podcast covering the show Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Zoe has taken us through that as uh, retribution for us making her go through Stone Ocean. We are closing in on the end of that, though, and there's a lot more Stone Ocean to go, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Zoe. Uh, $10. What else is on the $10 tier? There's the theme songs to all of the miniseries. The rest of the music we've released so far is on the $5 tier. So that's another reason to subscribe at $5. But going forward, it's all going to be on the $10 tier. The disco and ska soundtracks will be there. Not sure exactly when the first volume of those will be coming out. It's going to depend on when Maxi can get everything wrapped up, but shouldn't be too much longer. Uh, we had planning this season, so we had time to get a lot of that done in advance. <laughs> uh, $10 also gets you uh, the current draft of World of Assassination, Crystal's Game, uh, inspired by the IO Hitman video games. You can go back and listen to our interlude from earlier this spring uh, to get a sense of what that game is like. It is just a constant comedy of errors. It's honestly a really great game. Well worth the $10, even in the not finalized form it's in. Um, and yeah, that about covers it, I think. Oh, hold on. You do get one other thing at the $5 tier. You get your name shouted out on the podcast. Uh, like so. I would like to give a big thank you to Max, Valor World Splitter Carmichael, Poggers Extreme, Ted Gervais, Dragon Girl Josie, John Brownlee, Cleo Manser, Monica Ullmansick, Thomas Rohrer, Tanner Vogelsang, Trans Butch Joey, Fletcher Gaddy, Robust Laser, Timothy Miller, June B, Abby Rexy Siltala, May Lover, Zach Weatherford, Virgil Purcell, Tony Androsky, It's Birdish, Apteris, Georgie Bats, Josh Berry, and Sam Antics. Thank all of you for subscribing. And once again, uh, if you are listening on the free feed, think about subscribing, because I really want to see our number go up. I'm watching that line with a level of obsession that no one would call healthy, and I can only be freed if we can break into the top 1,000. That's manipulative. <laughs> but you know what? That's advertising, baby. <laughs> I should cut that, but I'm not going to. Um, no, but seriously, uh, we would really enjoy... Uh, having more money and subscribers and listeners. <laughs> that's the long and short of it. And uh, top 1,000, that gives us a number to aim for. Um, and, you know, I honestly really want to make some RPGs based on random bullshit that people give me. That sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, Eidolon Gabe also sounds like a lot of fun. I kind of screwed myself here <laughs> because the rewards I want to give y'all are things I kind of just want to make, but I can't make them unless you help me get to the top 1,000. Uh, so please do that so I can make these things, because they sound fun. I'm talking in circles at this point. I'm going to let you get back to the inaugural episode of Eidolon Disco. Bye! <laughs> So I guess that means, yeah, Haley would be getting dropped off next. Do you want to describe where you live, Haley? Yeah, sure. Uh, Haley's usually the last to get dropped off because her house is sort of on the near the outskirts of town. Her family has like a a, a larger a larger plot of land, uh, so a, a horse property, and they've they, they've got they've got a lot of animals. And uh, so when Haley gets out of the van, I think she's Im Im immediately like, I think as she's approaching the door, one of her dads, I think probably 
Patrick because he absolutely knows what he's about to do and thinks it's funny, uh, opens the door and two golden retrievers just immediately bolt out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just tackled to the ground by these dogs. They are going nuts licking you. Yes. Tails are just going ballistic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, Patrick, you said his name is, I think he's just laughing in the doorway. Just <laughs> Okay, I, I'm glad to see you too. Please let me up. It's I, <laughs> They missed you. Yeah, I, I, I missed them too, but oh gosh, I'm all, I'm, well, I guess I was already going to take a shower anyway, so this is fine. This is all, this is all fine. <laughs> I think he kind of uh, walks forward, just kind of shooing the dogs off a little bit. They're not going very far as he kind of goes to help you up and then kind of pulls you into like, how you doing, kid? I'm, I'm good. It was, it, it was a nice trip. It was cool to see so many places, but I did miss, I did miss you all. Oh, well, we missed, we missed you too now. Those, uh, those boys minded their manners, right? Well, yeah, of course they did. All right. <laughs> he kind of just brings you in. I think, uh, your, your other dad, what's your other dad's name? Uh, uh, Fred. Fred. I think he's sitting on the couch in here. They they were watching TV when you pulled up and he just, uh, kind of gets up and is like, Haley, get over here. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you, you may not want to hug me. I'm I'm very... I just got slobbered on, and I have been sleeping in a van for a while. Ailey, I've been knee-deep in horse shit all day. <laughs> Don't give me that. Come on. All, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I go over and hug him. I think they both just kind of hug you and sort of sit down on the couch with you between them. You know, they both got, like, their arms around your shoulders. They're just kind of talking about your trip. And yeah, we just get kind of, you know, just a nice quiet scene of you with, with your dads. Yeah, I, I think uh, before we fade out, I think yeah. Haley tells Patrick, that ghost box you helped me make didn't work. Uh, it just it, no. it, it just didn't come up with any, I just couldn't get any consistent results from it. It was just uh, totally random, like like you would expect from switching through a bunch of channels. So, I know. Well, like, shit. I, I, th <laughs> I think I may need to... I think my theory about ghost commuting, communicating through AM/FM radio maybe needs a second look. Well, that might be Haley. I'll be honest; I don't fucking know the first thing about that shit. So, <laughs> I I know how to wire a radio, and that's about where my uh, knowledge of the topic ends. Yeah, I just it's it's fine. I just I just need to go back to my notes. I mean, there's if ghosts exist, there's got to be some sort of consistent way we can detect them like any other natural phenomena i feel like both your dads kind of have a quick look at each other when you say if ghosts exist like they weren't necessarily expecting you to grow out of that in that road trip but like oh right yeah this is still happening okay that's fine <laughs> uh but yeah that leaves us with uh bob pulling yeah. home uh yeah let's do you want to describe this scene to me? Uh, Bob's just pulling into the garage. The uh, this house isn't. Bob Bob lives with their uncle, and they're not poor by any means, but they're probably the least well off of anybody in the group. Uh, it's just kind of uh -huh. a basic ass little house that might you know that's big enough to house two people and a turtle in a van, uh, and they just yeah. uh, they just head inside, no pomp and circumstance. Uh, Bob's uncle's a pretty, like, quiet, soft-spoken, kind of doesn't react 
a lot to much of anything kind of guy. So she's like, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, you're home. How was it? It's nice. We, uh... We, uh, we solved some mysteries, and, like, I, I, we had wound up in some newspapers. I, I got a medal. Good, good. There's, um, there's some Oscar Mayer in the, the fridge if you want it. Uh, I'll, I might, I might have a go at it in the morning. I actually, uh, had some dinner on the way home. Oh, okay. Good, good. Well, um, Three's Company's on if you want to watch it. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, speaking of Three, like, give me just some time to, uh, uh, to, to bring dogs a little little box inside, he'll want to sure, watch yeah. too. No, yeah, take your time. Yeah, he has not gotten up from his seat. <laughs> yeah, no, he is he is super in a in a recliner. It, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen again, three's companies on. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Okay, was this where where in three companies run is this? Is this is this about the time that one lady left the show or? Oh boy, you're asking me more questions about Three's Company than I'm prepared to answer. Same, <laughs> yeah, honestly. You brought up Three's Company. <laughs> this is the season where they have Bakshi come on. I'm sorry, I'm connecting <laughs> yeah. the end of against this where I was is... like, wait, that was bosom buddies. <laughs> like, listen, we're... this would be right at the beginning of season four, which in real life didn't start until 9/11, but clearly it started about a week earlier in this universe. Sure, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. By the time we start next recording, Luke, you'd better do your research. You better be fully like read up on the life and times of one Don Knotts. All right. All right. Sorry, we're gonna have to cancel the rest of you. You got fingered. The new ten dollar podcast will be a Three's Company podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Welcome to Idolon. The last of hers and hers and his. Three's Company too. Listen, all I did was Google what were the popular TV shows in 1979. <laughs> But yeah, you all reunite with your families. It's, uh, you know, it's nice. Uh, so we cut to the next day, which, as I've said, is the first day of your senior year of high school. Um, I do not have anything uh, explicit planned for this, but if anyone wants to do a scene during your school day, we can we can do it for sure. Mm. Or we can just say, yeah, that, listen. That's in, that's in character. Huh? Yeah. <sighs> It's the first day of school. You know, you're seeing friends you haven't seen in a while. They're, you know, you're... I, I feel like probably people are talking about, you know, the fact that you all were out, like, doing mystery shit all summer. I feel like you... Probably in at least, you know, some clicks or whatever, I, I think people are thinking you're kind of cool. <laughs> because you caught several bad guys. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I was going to be a dick and just be like... Alexa, play sharp little guy. <laughs> be like, uh, but no, fucking Maurice is taking this seriously. They are very. I was gonna say, then your friend Alexa, who's in band, takes out her flute <laughs> and play sharp little guy. Yeah. This I don't know if this is the kind of school that has a prep uniform, but they are in a prep uniform anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely not. But that's your prerogative. <laughs> Alexa and her two best friends, Siri and Cortana. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> tell y'all right now, just for the listeners at home, Bob is wearing a hoodie regardless of the weather. Uh, yeah. Uh, coincidence, for the listeners at home, uh, Casey is wearing a leather jacket and a black shirt with a band logo regardless of the weather. <laughs> yeah, it's like early September, so it's probably, you know, it's getting cooler, but it's not cool yet. But again, hey, it's always cool when you got that leather jacket on. It's good to hide in. And I think that's what mostly Casey is doing, just like 
hiding in the back of class, trying yeah. not for people not to notice both I, him and the newspaper article. I know what I, I obviously we've talked about it. I know what you're doing, Fabi, but also I'm getting big uh the bully kid from the Breakfast Club vibes from Casey. <laughs> Listen, I, I've always been saying the bully kid is a trans girl. <laughs> that would make that movie better. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, listen, first day of school always is kind of like a fake day, especially when, you know, you're still sort of recovering mentally from, um, your, uh, trip. Although, uh, Maurice, last night, actually, your mom reminded you that, um, your, g- give me the name of your youngest sister. Uh, oh, I always wanted to do this dumb joke. I don't know if I should do it. Um, well, let's say Vivica. She's a Vivica. I'm just going to name them all after people, black people with the last name Fox. There's a Vivica, there's a Jamie. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then yeah, uh, she reminded you that you're. There's a Lucius uh, in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, she reminds you that Vivica's uh, birthday is coming up, and she wants you to stop by the local toy store on the way home to pick her up something. Yeah, certainly, of course. Uh, so after school, um, yeah. Are you, uh, a, I, I am assuming that you're, like, you get rides to and from school from Bob, on account of they're the friend with the car? Yeah, that, that, yeah. that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so in that case, um, yeah, you, uh... I'll pile in Bob's van again and uh, head to the downtown uh, area of the Latery. And, like, when I say downtown, just to paint the picture a little bit here, it is about, let's say, two city blocks. And it is all kind of, um, it's got sort of a rustic vibe to it. Uh, There are signs as you're driving towards the Latery advertising our historic downtown area. Um... And, like, it gets a little bit of tourist uh, traffic, but not that much. It's not really anything to look at. It's basically a couple streets of antique shops. Uh, and one of those streets has a railroad running through the middle of the street, which, you know, has sort of a quaint and, like, uh, you know, again, rustic, like, aesthetic to it. But also, it's a big pain in the ass because if a train's coming... And you're on that road while you're pulling over and you're waiting for that train to pass. A lot of tourists think it's it's just like some sort of artifact that we just left in there because it was easier to. But no, th- the train is real and they and they find out. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, Bob, as you are pulling up to this uh, toy shop that uh, Maurice's mom asked him to stop by, uh, you hear the train bell going. Which it means this, like, quick five-minute errand just turned into, like, a 15-20-minute errand. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Sorry, folks. That's a problem. You should be able to predict trains. It's not useful if people have things to do. <laughs> yeah, trains are supposed to be, like, the most predictable thing, right? They have, like, a schedule, right? Yeah. Technically, yeah, but, I mean, the way the train system works, they can get caught up or delayed and that's fine can we go around or... <laughs> Unrelated. remember that rail worker yeah. strike going on today <laughs> that's funny oh yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah, rail worker strike. solidarity 
<laughs> yep. Solidarity. Yeah, I mean, the good news is you got, you uh, parked in front of the uh, the shop before the train started coming. It's just, now you're stuck here until it's gone, which, you know. That's fine. Put- I, they got a, yeah. uh, I actually like to come to this toy shop sometimes. That's where they got the comic books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we can spend some time in the shop and wait for the train. I gotta get a gift for my sister, and I'm terrible at getting gifts. What? What? I can what? help. Four year old would like a thing. Did didn't I, they? I, I think didn't they tell you what we, specifically you should get? I thought they. Hmm. I think my does. I'll let you make that call, Ty. I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, it was like a general thing, but not specific. I want to say because I do want to have a space for like. Other people would be like, hey, here's the thing I think would be How cool. How many stuffed <laughs> animals does Vivica own? Four-year-olds love stuffed animals. How, how many dolls? Does she have, like, a little tea set? Those little tea sets are very cute. You know what? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good idea. That I, tea sets are also good. Ever, yeah. No, I'm just saying, I have a little sister, and she, she like, she like, well, she, I... Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, because like hey, all of the others, her she has a tea set, but it's all like hand me downs, and like she uses like a regular ass coffee mug, and like okay, so. If was, she had her uh, own set, that would be great. Was Was Vivica the one who was saying the sky was blue because of chemicals? Yeah, she's. Maybe uh, we should get her a chemistry set so she can like mess with the sky. She also has a thing at parties where like, she likes to be like she discovered what poison is, and she likes to pretend to poison people at parties. So like, <laughs> don't 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 believe her. But Bob, okay, I, I don't uh, think giving a four year old a chemistry set would be a wise idea, especially not if they're already doing pretend poisonings. Hey, look, uh, how much yeah. money did my rich parents gave me for the trip that I didn't end up spending? Uh, I mean. It's- I think for high schoolers, uh, the amount is effectively infinite if it was enough to pay for a hotel room every night for two months. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I di- separated into four, and I uh-huh. give one to the other. Like, my parents are paying for it, let's get, let's, let's get her a bunch of gifts. Oh, this is, this is entirely too much. No, don't worry about it, let's just... Let's just get her a bunch of gifts. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. What am I gonna use it for? To pay gas? Pay Bob for gas? No. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. And I actually, I, now I that you, you said that, I'm gonna go ahead and, and use this for gas money. Actually, Great. a gift for a girl. Wow. <laughs> Show me the type of man you are, Bob. I mean, I'm not a tea set. Uh, the type of person you are, Bob. I'm gonna get the tea set. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna take a look at at, at the uh, at their animal section. They, I'm sure they've got some good animal toys here. Yeah, so to set the scene a little more, um, this is not a huge uh, store. All of the shops on this street are are fairly small, but you know they've got enough room for a little bit of a selection. I think the store window has a big like diorama, basically, of a bunch of little uh, like knight figurines fighting a dragon. And uh, I think there's just kind of one uh, person at the counter who's just sort of um, reading a book. He's kind of an older man, and he's just, uh, you know, he's just sort of minding his business. Hey, hey, Maurice. Hey, hey, what's up? Do you think she'd like a dragon? (sighs) (laughs) He, like, scans his brain. (laughs) Of, like, toys she plays with because they're just hand-me-downs and they're around, and... To- yeah, she does, like... She plays this game called Castle Intrigue. 
where a dragon would be around where they're all like fancy people and they poison each other. So the dragon would work in that setting, I think. <laughs> I think as you say that, uh, Haley comes up and she's holding like one of those uh, briar horse figurines. Oh, sure. <laughs> and she and uh, she goes up to um, Maurice and says, oh, I mean, if if she's into fantasy, then I mean, she, she probably needs like horses for the knights to ride. Do you think she'd appreciate something like this? They're they're very detailed. They're very accurate. The most accurate figures you can get, honestly. I've, I've seen a lot. I'm going to say Maurice does the thing when, uh, when Haley talks about horses, he kind of has known to just like, okay, this is going to be going on for a while. <laughs> but when she gets to the end of it, it's like, yes. Hair? Like if they have like combable horse hair. She's also really into hair. Oh, that's that's a good idea. Let me go. Let me go back and check. <laughs> and Haley immediately just like power walks back to the section she came from. <laughs> Casey walks in with a big box of like a, a thirty-six piece tea set for for little kids. Uh, it's like the big fancy one. Boxes like half him his size, like. Okay, I, th- I think I, it wasn't the one that I was looking for, but I think this one will do. Casey, Mike, uh, Casey, Mike, I, I don't. Yeah. <sighs> but look, so it has little hearts and the plates and and it's plastic, so it won't break. And that way she can like pretend to make little tea and 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 serve you. And I think Maurice is like, welling up a little bit and just goes over and hugs Casey, um, really hard. Oh, oh. Uh, Casey blushes. It's like, okay, because she's the youngest and she never Thank gets you. anything nice. You know what it is when you're the youngest? You're... Y- yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the oldest, it's only me and my sister, but I get you. Every girl deserves a nice thing like this. She looks meaningfully at it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm very happy that I get to give this to her. And you know this. We know we're the best buds. We're bestest. But like, if you need anything uh, from yeah. now on, like, obviously, I'm. No, you, you got. You're. You're my man. You're. You're my. You're my bro. She like. He like hits you in the chest, but not yeah. not hard at all. <laughs> my 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 bro. My, tu eres mi hermano. You know. Uh, I want to uh, say that like awkwardly uh, shuffling. Maurice tries to match that energy and like falls backwards and like maybe knocks the thing over. <laughs> Wait, no! I'm sorry. I. I think the uh, the guy at the counter looks up from his book at the 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 calamity. We'll we'll pay for anything that broke. You know, you're already quite late getting here. Oh, was there? Did you make an appointment? Is this an appointment place? I think so. Did my mom call you or something? No, but you were supposed to be here over a month ago. I think at this point Haley comes back up uh, and she's about to go into a spiel about how she found a it just looks like a My Little Pony-esque thing, like a plastic <laughs> right, uh-huh. pony yeah. with like brushable hair uh, and then she knows you, you's, you all like staring at the shopkeeper and says what's going on? I, I don't know well, if you'd like to pick that up, we can get started, finally. And he kind of, like, stands up off his uh, stool and kind of, like, cracks his back. He's like, oh! Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, 
Bob, can you help me with this? Uh, we're so sorry. Like I said, if anything breaks, we'll pay for it. It's fine. It's fine. And yeah, Bob helps clean up. All right. Well, which of you is going to be first? For uh, for what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you mean sure. you I'm mean getting... for the register? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'll check I'm, out I'm first. This... Oh, you want to check out first? Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're fine. All right. It's uh, it's it's just this, and she puts the pony on the table. I think he looks at it and uh, kind of picks it up and sets it off to the side and says, give me your hand. For, oh, oh, right, the money. And she takes the uh, the cash out of her pocket and uh, hands it to him. I think as you reach out to hand it to him, he kind of grabs your wrist and uh, kind of takes the money and sets it down and starts, like, studying your palm. Uh, hey, hey, that's not cool. This, you, you didn't do that. Is this me. like a... a- uh, breeding place like crystal place no it's a toy store but i need to see what we're working with here why just a moment if this is extra buddy that we haven't agreed to that yet yeah i just i just wanted to buy a charge there's no charge this will take just a moment now please let me concentrate He, like, takes out a notepad and starts, like, scribbling some notes in just an indecipherable handwriting uh, and says, all right, there we go, and yes, fine, here. And uh, he hits, like, the register and takes the money and gives you your changes. All right, who's next? Uh, Haley quickly takes her wrist back uh, and then takes the pony. I think Casey looks at everyone and in a quiet tone says, I think he's just a little confused. Let's just go with it. And he... And he gets close and gives the man, like, the big tea set. This will be for me? Well, not for me. It's a gift. <laughs> I could I sh- never sh- got sh- my sh- sister. He just shushes like you that. as he grabs your hand to start reading your palm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. He, he grabs a magnifying glass. I need to get... Uh, my eyes are not what they used to be. Mm. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, then, yeah, he rings you up. Okay, okay, before I do it, should I wash my hands first? He's, like, studying his hand and, like, or, or, mm, is it, does the hand I give you matter? If I give a left hand versus a right hand, is that different? I haven't been prepared for this. What have you been touching? That's going to very deeply inform whether I want you to wash your hands first. Mostly toys, I guess? That's fine, then. Get over here. I don't think I saw you go to the restroom once you got in here, so it should be fine. Oh, okay. Maurice puts out his hand timidly. <laughs> yeah, he just grabs it and just starts, yeah, uh, studying it and making notes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, good, good. And then you, and he points to Bob. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not buying anything. This isn't anything you have to pay for. Get over here. Uh, all right, dude. Oh, sure, party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he grabs your hand. Yeah, studies it. And uh, makes some notes and says, all right, this will not take too long. You're free to come in the back with me and watch if you'd like, or you can wait out here. All right, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I need to know what's going on. Let's, uh, let's go. He, yeah, heads into the uh, back room. Yeah, Haley follows. Yeah, we would, we would love to join you. First, can we do a team huddle? Team huddle. You can do what you want. I'm walking this way. He's already under your arm before you finish saying Team Hello. Hey, what's up? Look, we can't leave here because of the train anyway. Let's just let's just go see what the dude's doing. 
It, it's better to go in numbers anyway. If anything weird happens, we've got our, each other's backs. Yeah. I think he's just like a confused old man. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to have contentions on all of this because I'm down to. I'm very curious. Okay, but so yeah. if we if we go down there and there's like dolls made of skin, we run, right? Hey, hey, narrator. Yeah. Yeah. Should 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 we go in there? We're not gonna get like this. Isn't like a horror story, is it? No. No, you're fine. Okay. Cool. I mean, it might be later, but right now you're good. <laughs> We'll, we'll unpack that later. Let's head back. And I'm very reliable. <laughs> uh, yeah, you walk in. He kind of left the door open behind him. And uh, there's just sort of a uh, workroom back here. There is a bunch of um, there's sewing machines with partially made stuffed animals and, you know, just stuffing. There are probably a, a small workbench for like some electrical stuff uh, some lights and whatnot but he is at the the larger workbench which has a bunch of wood carving tools and he has uh, just like a small piece of wood under a big magnifying glass that's mounted to the table and he's kind of going back and forth between whittling away at this piece of wood and referencing his notes I think Haley steps a little bit closer just to like see what he's doing with the carving because at this point she finds it fascinating and has kind of forgotten uh, that it was very weird just a moment ago yeah uh, I think uh, yeah he is working very quickly um, you're surprised how quick this uh, like block of wood is taking shape into something it's uh, actually Haley describe what your Eidolon's gonna look like uh sure my Eidolon is well I mean the Sort of the half of it, like, is is going to look like a kind of uh, humanoid torso um, that is made of like a, a nebula uh, with like speckles of, of starlight in it. Um, mm-hmm. But then, where the head would be, there's instead going to be a mobile of the solar system. Okay, then yeah, I think uh, this is the shape that you see him slowly whittling this into. You see he ge- even gets um, some very tiny, uh, like, ball bearings to make the uh, mobile around the head, like, turn properly. Uh, it's a very intricate little toy, and you're... It almost seems like you're losing track of time or something, because there's no way he has whittled this this quickly. Um, and, uh, as he starts, like, painting, he says, all right, uh, what was your name, miss? Haley. Haley Holst. Miss Holst, this one is yours, and he slides it over to you. Oh. And I just take it for free? Absolutely free of charge. I will get into some of the finer details once I'm finished with the others. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks. And he just grabs another piece of wood and gets to work whittling the next one, um... Uh, Casey, what does what does your Eidolon look like? I think my Eidolon is like it's like a shadow of a lady, but it's made out of sunlight. Okay, okay. And it has like wisps of of sun sunlight coming from the sides. Okay, then I think uh, yeah, he. Uh, whittles it it is a little more impressionistic maybe because that's that's a much less uh corporeal thing but you know he carves sort of the shapes of the wisps out of uh wood and 
you know, with the, the paint that he adds to it, it, it does give it a good, uh, it, it creates the illusion very well and says, uh, oh. and your name? Uh, Casey. All right. Casey, this one belongs to you. Oh, thank you. That, that's, yeah, thank you. It's really nice. Yeah. And, uh, Bob, what is, uh, what does yours look like? It's a pair of running shoes. That is true. Um, tell you what, though, give me, like, describe for me the spirit that is going to possess your running shoes. Okay, uh, so the spirit is gonna look like Bob's, uh, favorite comic book superhero, uh, the Speedster. Uh-huh. Okay, then yeah, I think that is what he, uh, carves for you, Bob, as he, yeah, just sets it down and says, uh, and, and your name, sir? Oh, uh, na- name's Bob. Bob, here you are. And uh, Maurice, what does your Eidolon look like? We already did a disco ball last season, so I can't do that again. That is true. <laughs> Ooh, can I be extra? Can I have a bunch of little guys? Sure, it can be a bunch of little guys. Just a bunch of little film gremlins. I get you. What if I... Uh, that's, oh, this may be too much. Like, okay. What if I got sex pistols, but they're all, like, produ- like the parts of a movie crew? Yes! Oh, no, I love that! That's so good! They all have, like, a... There's a little hat on. Yes. One's got, like, a director's chair. That's... Okay, we're doing that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Somebody's got a boom mic. Then, yeah, uh, Maurice, I think, as he's carving for you, it, uh, you know, takes the form not of just one thing, but, like, a little crowd and like you know it's all still one carving still they're all just connected in sort of subtle ways but you get the impression of just yeah a bunch of little uh uh film guys you know there's one holding a camera there's one holding a boom mic uh mm-hmm. you know it's it's small these each of these are probably only three inches tall so there's not a lot of room for super intricate detail but he gets it this is clearly a master craftsman who gets a lot into that small space, and uh, he just says, uh, and uh, Mr. Bailey, here is yours. And um, it does occur to you, unlike everyone else, he did not ask for your name. Thank you, sir. Can I go detective mode? Can I go detective mode on that thing of like, aha? Yeah, why don't you give me a dredge? Yeah, what's the... Ooh, I have two biz, two biz, so two cards. So you've got the devil or the magician. Ooh, both good. Well, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, devil is you succeed at a price you can't afford to pay, and the magician is you achieve something impossible. Okay, yeah, I like this for this guy. Uh, I met the magician. He's a magician. Yeah, okay. Um, You realize that he didn't need to ask anybody's names. He was, but he's been doing it as an act and he slipped up by not asking yours first. <sighs> like, I've, I'm having the urge to Phoenix Wright objection and then start like, okay, so I figured <laughs> out who you are. <laughs> no. Maybe too much. Maybe too much for the first episode. I don't know if I could pull that off in a but yeah, uh, he's, he, he takes note of that. Yeah. All right, now you all have received your effigies. You need to take good care of them. They're very important. And uh, he goes over and opens up a drawer and withdraws uh, four envelopes, each of them uh, addressed to you, like handwritten addressed to you. 
and like they've got like a wax seal on the back. And uh, he just starts passing them out and says, now, if you're prepared to accept them fully, you need to open this when you are alone and no one else can read it. By opening it, you accept the terms that are inside of it. If you don't like that, you can feel free to discard it. Oh, okay. But once this seal is broken, there is no going back. Oh, well, that sounds pretty final, dude. Casey's just looking at her carving. Like, like going back to what? Where are we going? Right now, I believe you were heading home. The train has departed. <gasps> yeah. All right. Um, uh, I guess we should probably get back. You're, uh, yeah. Let's let's grab the gifts so that we, I'll I'll start moving them into the the band. I'm gonna go get a full tank of gas. Eidolon Disco is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow the show on Twitter at Playtest. You can follow Fabby at Fabby underscore Garza, Mike at Mike Loves Rabbit, Iris at Stilts the GM, and me, Luke, at SSJ Speed Racer. Ty locked his Twitter account like a year ago, so I don't know why I've been plugging it. Eidolon Disco will be back in two weeks on October 24th for Patreon subscribers and October 31st for everyone else. See you then!